Hello and welcome back to this episode of High Yield Podcast of Medicine. In this episode, we will continue our discussion of substance use disorder focusing on stimulants. Our focus will be mainly amphetamines, cocaine, caffeine, and tobacco. Now, as I already mentioned in our introduction episode to substance use disorder, one important learning strategy is to know the common clinical manifestations of each group of substance being abused, including depressants versus stimulants versus hallucinogenic substances, and then focus on specific symptoms associated with each one of the substances. That said, what are the general manifestations of stimulants intoxication? Non-specific manifestations of intoxication include mood elevation, psychomotor agitation, insomnia, cardiac arrhythmias, tachycardia, and anxiety. What are the common manifestations of stimulants withdrawal? Again, stimulants withdrawal is more unspecifically defined in the term post-use crash with general symptoms such as depression, lethargy, increased appetite, sleep disturbance, and vivid nightmares. You can think of the symptoms of withdrawal of stimulants resemble the symptoms of depressants or sedative hypnotic intoxication and vice versa. Also remember that the same way that for depressants such as alcohol and benzodiazepines, withdrawals were concerning more as a life-threatening or serious condition. For stimulants, their intoxication is more life-threatening. The exception is barbiturates among sedatives in which their intoxication could also be very dangerous because of the low safety margin and marked respiratory depression. Okay, now let's focus on individual stimulants and reviewing their specific signs and symptoms of either intoxication or perhaps withdrawal. Now, beginning with amphetamines, let's review some lay and medical terminology. What is speed? Speed or meth is other names for methamphetamine. What's the other name for Ritalin? It's an amphetamine compound that is methylphenidate. What's ice? Ice is pure form of methamphetamine that's either inhaled, smoked, or injected. What are substitute or designer amphetamines? These are the synthetic compounds that are both dopaminergic and serotonergic. Therefore, they can be categorized as both stimulant or hallucinogenic. What this list include? These hallucinogenic amphetamines include drugs such as ecstasy or MDMA, which is methylene dioxymethamphetamine, as well as STP and a couple other compounds. Name some amphetamine-related substances. Remember, crank, ephedrine, and a compound referred to as khat, K-H-A-T, are amphetamine-related substances. What's the function of amphetamine? Amphetamine functions as a releaser of catecholamines, something similar to tyramine-containing foods. 
this is important to remember the difference with mechanism of action of cocaine, which is norepinephrine or dopamine reuptake inhibitor by blocking or inhibiting their transporters. DAT for dopamine transporter and NET for norepinephrine transporter are blocked by cocaine. What's the common epidemiologic trends in terms of amphetamine abuse? While the abuse is being reduced in the United States, worldwide it's been increasing. What are the most common group of people who abuse amphetamine or stimulants? Amphetamines are commonly abused by those who desire prolonged attentive wakefulness, such as students or long-distance truck drivers. What are the examples of pharmacologic uses of amphetamine compounds in ADHD or narcolepsy? What symptoms, in addition to those commonly seen with abuse of stimulants, are specific to amphetamine abuse? In addition to common signs and symptoms related to psychomotor agitation or autonomic hyperreactivity, we have euphoria, grandiosity, pupillary dilation, and specifically prolonged wakefulness and attention, as well as risky sexual behaviors. What complications are associated with mortality with amphetamines? Mainly cardiovascular complications such as malignant hypertension, arrhythmias, aortic dissection, or myocardial infarction secondary to vasospasm, as well as cardiomyopathies. Now, we should remember both amphetamines and cocaine are associated with increased risk of stroke. What type of stroke is mainly associated with amphetamines is mainly hemorrhagic type, while with cocaine, due to excessive vasoconstriction, we could also have ischemic type of stroke in addition to hemorrhagic stroke. What are the symptoms seen in abstinence or withdrawal syndrome of amphetamines? The psychomotor retardation symptoms that are described as post-use crash with anxiety, lethargy, headache, stomach cramps, hunger, fatigue, sleep disturbances, and nightmare, as well as craving and anhedonia, which all usually resolve within two weeks. Once more, what appetite change is expected in withdrawal of amphetamines, increased appetite, and hyperphagia? We will discuss amphetamine congeners with psychedelic or hallucinogenic properties under the discussion of psychotomimetics and hallucinogenic drugs of abuse, but given their significance, I would like you to remember MDMA or ecstasy has certain specific clinical features. What are they? MDMA or ecstasy that's popular at dance or rave parties is associated with hyperthermia that can be part of serotonin syndrome or could happen independent of serotonin syndrome as well as all types of possible hallucinations and an important electrolyte change. What is it? The important electrolyte abnormality seen with MDMA or ecstasy abuse is hyponatremia. What are important differential diagnoses to consider in patients with amphetamine use symptoms? Differentials include psychosis, acute mood episodes and bipolar disorder, anxiety disorder, use of other stimulants, and finally, sleep disorder. I'll discuss the differentials in our highly anticipated differential diagnosis episodes, but for now I would like to emphasize on a very important differential diagnosis of amphetamine use and that is psychosis. How do we distinguish these two conditions? Patients with psychosis usually have an earlier age of onset and the features of their hallucinations and delusions could be different. 
compare and contrast hallucinations seen in stimulant use with that of patients with psychosis. Hallucinations with amphetamine use are more commonly non-auditory, while auditory hallucinations are more in favor of psychotic disorders. Now about delusions, what are the common type of delusions seen in stimulant use? We have either paranoid persecutory type or delusions of grandiosity. The other types of delusions are more in favor of psychotic disorders. How the duration of psychotic features could help distinguish amphetamine or stimulant use from psychotic disorders. The duration of psychotic symptoms seen in stimulant abuse is usually short term. And finally, the differentiation could be confirmed by urine toxicology screen that will be positive for the substances of abuse in most cases. We will discuss the management for amphetamines and cocaine together. So let's move on to signs and symptoms and assessment of cocaine. Now beginning with names and lay terminology. What is super speed? What we mentioned speed is a name for amphetamine compounds. Super speed is cocaine. What's the street name for the free base form of cocaine? That's smoke. It's crack. What are the other names for cocaine? Blow, freebase, coke, and cane. What's the most common use of cocaine? It's inhalation, except for crack. As we mentioned, it is smoked. Which route is associated with fastest onset of action? Onset of action with smoked crack or injected cocaine are considered the fastest for onset of action. Once more, what is the mechanism of action of cocaine? They are reuptake inhibitor of catecholamines by inhibiting norepinephrine and dopamine transporters. What is the mechanism of seizure seen in cocaine? Seizure is because of its anesthetic effect. If you remember from psychopharmacology or neuropharmacology of anesthetics, the drugs with anesthetic property have side effect of seizure. What are the causes of mortality with cocaine? Similar to amphetamine, we have hypertension, MI, stroke, arrhythmias, and seizure. In cocaine, all of these have high risk and usually manifest in a more severe manner. For example, hypertension could manifest as hypertension crisis. Stroke could be not only more common, but could have either hemorrhagic or ischemic types. What is the most important factor in developing dependence to cocaine and other stimulants? As we discussed the mode of administration, the route, determines the onset of action. Therefore, the route of administration is the most important factor in determining dependent symptoms such as those of tolerance and withdrawal. Now, we have the common symptoms of stimulant intoxication also with cocaine, you know, euphoria, psychomotor agitation, tachycardia, hypertension, pupillar dilation, persecutory or grandiose delusions, but there are a couple symptoms that are more specific and hints specifically in favor of cocaine abuse. What are they? One is cocaine box, that's tactile hallucination defined by patient as the feeling of bugs crawling under their skin. And the other finding is the most differentiating feature of long-term intranasal or snorting abuse of, for example, crack cocaine, and that is nasal symptoms, including rebound rhinitis, nosebleed, and finally perforated nasal symptom. What are the causes of death in cocaine abusers? Same as those seen in amphetamine abuse, acute MI, aortic dissection, stroke, and seizure.
Remember, withdrawal from cocaine has exactly the same symptoms as we discussed with amphetamine withdrawal. Post-use crash, hypersomnolence, depression, malaise, severe craving, angina, increased appetite, sleep disorders, and nightmares. Now, while we mentioned the diagnosis of stimulant abuse, specifically amphetamine or cocaine in this case, is usually made clinically, and confirmed by urine toxicology screen, there is one extra step that patients who are suspected to have cocaine abuse require in their assessment. What is it? Cocaine intoxication requires ECG for assessment of possible ischemic changes. This is especially important for patients with chest pain. Those are referred to as cocaine chest pain. This opens up our discussion of general management approach to both amphetamines and cocaine abuse. Before going through the management steps, I want you to remember all the management steps are the same for both cocaine and amphetamine. However, we need more emphasis for cardiac protection in the case of cocaine abuse, the same way that we perform ECG for assessment of cocaine abuse. What is the basis of management of cocaine and amphetamine intoxication? Management of psychomotor agitation with benzodiazepines plus symptom-specific medications. Give examples of these symptom-specific medications. For example, antihypertensive medications, antiemetics, and anti-seizure medications. Remember, benzodiazepines could also help prevent or treat the seizure. Now, a specific question is how do we manage the severe agitation, especially if not responsive to benzodiazepines? We use antipsychotics like haloperidol. What is the use of antidepressants? Antidepressants have two indications in patients with stimulant abuse. One is for maintenance therapy after detoxification. The other is during the post-use crash that's associated with psychomotor retardation and depression, which is part of the abstinence or withdrawal of stimulants. Now, we mentioned we manage severe agitation in the case of stimulant abuse with antipsychotics. How the severe agitation could manifest. Delirium and psychosis, other than just delusions, are manifestations of severe stimulant intoxication. Now, what type of antipsychotic should be used? You should remember we use low dose of high potency antipsychotics. For example, low dose haloperidol. Why we need to use low dose? To reduce the risk of seizure, given the fact that patients with stimulant intoxication already have increased risk of seizure. Now, an important topic, especially in cocaine abuse, is cardiac protection. What are the measures to take for cardiac protection after ordering ECG? Any patient with stimulant abuse, especially with cocaine, requires aspirin and a drug that dilates coronary arteries, including either nitroglycerin or calcium channel blockers. True or false, non-specific beta blockers are contraindicated in cocaine toxicity while cardiac selective ones could be used. That's false. Any type of beta blockers, including cardioselective ones, are contraindicated because of their use can cause an opposed alpha-adrenergic stimulation worsening coronary vasoconstriction. True or false, thrombolytics is the management of choice for the myocardial infarction in the setting of stimulant special cocaine abuse. That's false. Thrombolytics are not favored because of their risk of hemorrhagic stroke. We prefer angiography. As always, we use thrombolytics only 
if STEMI steel elevation MI is present and timely access to angiography is not possible. True or false, a patient with abuse of stimulants who have contracted aortic dissection is managed by fibrinolytics. That's again false due to the risk of intracerebral hemorrhage. Fibrinolytics are not the choice for the management of aortic dissection. Put it simple, remember just cardiac catheterization and reperfusion is preferred to use of thrombolytics in the case of MI in patients with cocaine abuse. Now, if you're asked why dopaminergic drugs are recommended to be used for the management of stimulant intoxication, remember dopaminergic drugs such as amantadine or bromocryptin are used to gradually taper the catecholaminergic state and therefore prevent withdrawal in these patients. Okay, we have two more stimulants. One is caffeine and the other is tobacco. Now, if you are asked what is the most common form of substance dependence, remember that's caffeine. It's not considered a controlled substance or abuse substance because it's legal, but in terms of dependence, that's the most common form of substance dependence. If you are asked what's the most abused drug for all ages, that's alcohol. If you are asked which one of the abusive drugs is associated with most costly complications for healthcare system, that's alcohol-related problems. And if you are asked which one is associated with highest long-term mortality rate, that's tobacco use. Now, what are the five caffeine-related disorders? They include caffeine use disorder, caffeine intoxication, caffeine-induced anxiety, and caffeine-induced sleep disorder, and finally, caffeine withdrawal. What are the common symptoms of overdose with caffeine? Cardiac stimulation such as palpitation and arrhythmias, diuresis, muscle twitching, in addition to the other common features seen with stimulants such as restlessness, insomnia, and psychomotor agitation. Also remember specifically caffeine could cause flushed face. What is the mechanism of action of caffeine? Caffeine is an antagonist of adenosine receptor and therefore results in increased cyclic adenosine monophosphate in neurons. The final result would be increased release of several stimulatory neurotransmitters. What are the symptoms of withdrawal of caffeine? Headache, lethargy, weight gain, and craving. While intoxication is usually managed symptomatically, withdrawal requires more attention sometimes in the case of certain complications. What are those complications of caffeine withdrawal that may require sedative hypnotics? Caffeine withdrawal that manifests with headaches, especially if accompanied by agitation or insomnia, is usually managed by short-term benzodiazepines. Talking about tobacco-related disorder, remember epidemiologically, tobacco is one of the most prevalent, most costly, and most deadly dependencies. What's the mean age of onset of tobacco use and tobacco-related disorders in the United States? It's around 16 years of age. What's the mechanism of action of tobacco or nicotine? Nicotine activates both nicotinic type acetylcholine receptors as well as the dopaminergic reward pathways, as well as increased release of stimulatory neurotransmitters. Once more, do you remember the components of dopaminergic reward pathway neuroanatomy? Yes, medial for brain bundle to nucleus accumbens and from nucleus accumbens to ventral tegmental area forms the mesolimbic arm of dopaminergic pathway that's engaged or involved in reward and addiction. What are the symptoms of acute intoxication? 
or nicotine overdose, we have the same common stimulant symptoms such as restlessness, anxiety, insomnia, and arrhythmias. By the way, which one between tobacco or caffeine is more commonly associated with tremors? That is caffeine. What are the symptoms of nicotine withdrawal, irritability, headache, anxiety, weight gain, craving, bradycardia, difficulty concentrating, and insomnia? Pay attention to the fact that both nicotine intoxication and nicotine withdrawal is associated with insomnia and anxiety. Also pay attention to the fact that the withdrawal of both caffeine and nicotine is associated with weight gain and increased appetite. Okay, what are the long-term complications of nicotine use? Uh, chronic respiratory diseases such as COPD, cancers, coronary artery disease, peripheral vascular disease. These are all seen with smoking nicotine. However, the chewing of nicotine is associated with what complication? Mainly associated with peripheral vascular disease. We have certain psychotherapies and pharmacotherapies recommended to help quit smoking. But what is the key to quitting? Remember, multiple attempts to quit is the key given the fact that each attempt is associated with 9 to 10% success rate. Can you give example of psychotherapies for quitting smoking? They include hypnosis, aversion therapies, acupuncture, nicotinic nasal sprays or gums or transdermal patches. And now final question of this episode. What are the three drugs used for the pharmacotherapy of nicotine dependence? One is bupropion, the other is varenicline, and the other is rimonabent. What is the mechanism of bupropion? Bupropion is a non-sedating antidepressant with the mechanism of action being selective norepinephrine and dopamine reuptake inhibition. Do you remember important side effect profiles of bupropion is an antidepressant that causes no sexual dysfunction but can lower seizure threshold and therefore should not be used in patients with eating disorders. What is the mechanism of action for varenicline? Varenicline is a partial agonist of alpha-4, beta-2 subtype of nicotinic receptor and therefore prevents the rewarding effects of nicotine. Finally, what's rimonobant? It's an agonist of cannabinoid receptor that's used for both obesity but has off-label use in smoking cessation. This finishes our discussion of stimulant abuse.